Welcome to the Health Elevation Nutrition Podcast, a podcast where we talk about how to elevate your health and performance through science-based nutrition. I'm your host, Hanley Etzebeth, Registered Community Service Dietitian. Over the last couple of months working as a community service dietitian, I have had the privilege of working with many different kinds of patients in many different kinds of settings. And you know what? A central theme that just keeps popping up no matter with what kind of patient I'm working with or even in my master's research is the fact that nutrition and changes in nutrition is not a one and done kind of intervention. It is not just about giving a meal plan and then boom, your patient has everything they need to be successful. No, no, no. Changes in nutrition requires behavior change. Behavior change requires habits and action. Consistent habits and action requires that the patient starts to see themselves differently. They start to see themselves as a kind of person who can implement those actions. For example, if you're an athlete who has been having the idea that they should lose weight in order to perform and they should be skinnier and they should be consistently trying to fit a certain mold that's not necessarily right for their body type. Changing nutrition and having them feel optimally for performance, in other words, having enough energy, is not just about educating them to eat more. It's about having that patient or that athlete change their mindset from food is there to be manipulated for body composition to food is there to fill my body and to provide energy and that is the and that is the reason that I'm eating these foods. It is quite a more difficult and a more complex concept, but once that bell has dropped or that ball has dropped in an athlete's mind or in a patient's mind, that's when you really start making the changes and start seeing the changes and seeing the results. And that's what I just want to talk about in this podcast today. We're going to talk about what it actually takes to convert goals to habits. Over the last couple of months of my community service here, I've had the privilege of working with many different kinds of patients in many different kinds of settings. And I've learned so much. Um, But one of the central themes that has just been popping up and something that I just want to open some dialogue about is the fact that nutrition is not a one-and-done kind of intervention. It is not a meal plan that we give our patients and boom, they have everything they need to be successful. And I think that's sometimes a misconception that people have about what a dietitian does and what, <laughs> what nutrition coaching and nutrition interventions actually entails. Um, but this theme has been popping up time and time again in different kinds of um, patients I've been working with, as well as the research that I'm doing on sports nutrition and sports nutrition for adolescent athletes. And this theme really just comes down to the fact that nutrition and changes in nutrition requires behavior change. Now, ultimately, behavior change is multifaceted and it is basically made of the building blocks of actions and habits. In order, in order for a person to really change action and habits, they need to change how they see themselves. They need to start seeing themselves as the type of person who is able to implement these habits and, ha- and actions. And that is quite a process, right? And 
I think that's the best word that I can use for nutrition. It's it's a process. Um, for example, let's take the type of athlete that is prone to underfeeling. Um, we see it popping up in endurance athletes, physique athletes, etc. Um, and you have the athlete that is prone to underfeeling because they have this underlying belief that lighter and skinnier will mean faster or more athletic or more, uh, say, gracious if you're a ballerina or something like that. Now, if your identity is tied up in the type of body you have for your sport, making the changes from I'm feeling in order to manipulate my body composition to I'm feeling for health and performance is going to be very hard. You first need to change your mindset and your identity from my body is my, my sports performance is dependent on my body and my body type to my sports performance will come from how well I train and how well I feel my body. And as a result of that, my body composition will be at an optimal composition for me as an individual to perform. Now, as you can tell, that is quite a big mindset change. But once that kind of concept drops in a patient's or an athlete's mind, and once that concept is really implemented in one's life, that's when you really start seeing the results. Start seeing the results in quality of life, start seeing the results in performance, and ultimately, isn't that the goal of nutrition? Isn't that the goal of a nutrition intervention, especially in something like sports nutrition, is translating science to practice so that we can have athletic performance? And I think that also, I was speaking on a previous podcast about health elevation nutrition. Uh, the whole premise about my business is that health comes first. And I really truly believe that if we focus on health first, our fitness and nutrition goals will follow. Um, but it's all really interconnected and it all comes down to nutrition change and nutrition change that comes from a place of identity change. You know, the brain is such a powerful organ. I mean, data on neuroscience shows that neural networks can grow new connections, strengthen ones that already exist, speed up the transmission of impulses, and that we can literally increase the growth of our neurons by taking action. Each time we perform an activity, for example, making a healthy choice, practicing a new skill, and so forth, we are literally increasing the neural pathway of that specific activity. So let's take a moment to talk about the word mindset. What comes to mind for you when you hear this word? What exactly is a mindset? And what does that have to do with nutrition? Now, a mindset, according to science, is basically a set of assumptions, methods, or notations. It is how you see the world and view the world around you and how you react to what happens in your life. The mindset you have about your nutrition, your body, and how you feel yourself will affect the choices that you make with regards to nutrition on a daily basis. This will not only affect your physical health and performance, but also your mental health. And I think that that is a very, very important discussion to be having. It's important to be intentional with your mindset when it comes to nourishing your body and to work on having a mindset that allows you to feel yourself in a way that is optimum for all aspects of your health. 
It is not about having a black and white, clean or unclean mentality, but rather a mentality of learning, curiosity and growth. You see, more than 30 years ago, a researcher called Carol Dweck and her colleagues started researching students and their attitudes towards failing. They observed that while some students rebounded and came back out uh, after failure, other students were devastated by the setbacks. It is at that stage when the terms growth mindset versus fixed mindset were coined. The researchers found that when students believed that they could improve, and therefore they put in the time and effort, they achieved higher goals. However, when students believed that they have a fixed intelligence and they could therefore not improve, they struggled to actually work for it and then they did not recover from failure. Okay, so this makes a lot of sense in an academic setup, right? But what does a growth mindset mean in nutrition? Having a growth mindset in nutrition means that you believe that you can improve your health and performance through the daily food choices you make. It means being open to new information with regards to nutrition and to be curious to learn. It means being honest and open with yourself about your obstacles and weaknesses and facing them head on. It also means focusing on the process of becoming healthy instead of the end result. And that is something that's so simple to say, yet so hard to do. We often find ourselves getting caught up in the end result. For example, we want to have a personal best. We want to reach a certain weight or certain body composition. And we get so caught up in that end result that we get sidetracked by it. And we don't focus on the little daily steps, the unglamorous steps it will take to get there. And... Time and time again, research shows that having process-based goals and being process-orientated and having a growth mindset actually leads to better outcomes at the end of the day than being outcome-focused. And it's quite ironic, but it's also a way that it actually alleviates stress and alleviates anxiety because you can't control the end result. You can't control whether you will run a personal best. You can't even control if you will reach a certain weight or a certain body composition. What you can control is your efforts and you doing the things that's the best for your body and nourishing yourself in a way that is conductive to health and performance. And to really having that the focus will actually lead to better outcomes at the end of the day. Having a growth mindset in nutrition also means to choose to learn the correct science-based information about nutrition rather than looking for quick fixes. Learn well instead of fast. You know, nowadays on social media, a lot of really complex nutritional topics get boiled down to an oversimplified version of it. And in that, in that oversimplification of it, some of the more nuanced parts of that research or some of the important parts of the research actually gets lost in translation. And learning to, choosing to learn the correct science-based information about nutrition means to consult expert opinions and really talking to people who knows how to translate the science to practice for you as an individual. That's why I really highly recommend people working with a dietitian at least once in their athletic career, just to really know what they need as a person and how to translate what's being told on the internet and in science. And just choosing to go on this journey of really discovering what 
what is good science? What is bad science? Who should we be listening to when it comes to nutrition information? Because the nutrition space is saturated with a lot of opinions and a lot of oversimplified concepts made to really just make complex complex topics a one-size-fits-all. And it's not the solution. The solution is to find what works for you as an individual. Having a growth mindset in nutrition also means to see failures and challenges for what they are. Opportunities to grow. Oh man, this, this was one of the concepts that probably has been the biggest lessons I've had to learn for, throughout my whole university career. And I'm still continuing learning this. The only way to really improve, whether it's in performance or nutrition, is to try new things. And with this, <laughs> failure is basically one of the only things that's virtually guaranteed. Um, the highest achievers in, in life are not those who never fail, but those who fail, try again and learn new things. And that is literally the essence of a growth mindset, is being able to try new things, to fail, get up, dust yourself off, and try again. Okay, so this makes a lot of sense in an academic setup, right? But what does a growth mindset in nutrition mean then? Having a growth mindset in nutrition means to believe that you can improve your health and performance through the daily food choices you make. It means being open to new information with regards to nutrition and being curious to learn. It means being honest with yourself about your obstacles and your weaknesses and facing them head on. It means focusing on the process of being healthy instead of the end result. Now, this is a very simple thing to say and very difficult to do. Um, let's take an example. If you have an athlete who is running a marathon and they have a certain time goal in mind, say they want to run a personal best or they want to qualify for something and the like, this athlete is much more likely to per persevere through obstacles or hard times like difficult weather or falling off pace if they have process goals like the effort that they want to run this race in, the consistency of their splits maybe, or the way that they are breathing, or the way that they hold their form throughout the race. Now, having goals that are involved with the process instead of just the outcome makes you more resilient and more likely to actually finish. And at the end of the day, isn't that what it's all about? Um, <laughs> the, the hard truth that we have to face is that we don't control the outcome. We don't get to control the weather. We don't get to control whether we actually make that qualifying time. We don't actually get to control whether we place at the position that we wanted to. We get to control our efforts. We get to control how we think in a race or in life or about our nutrition. And we get to choose our attitudes and that is where the real magic lies, is in that choice. Having a growth mindset in nutrition also means to see failures and challenges for what they really are, opportunities to grow. And man, this was probably one of the biggest lessons I had to learn at university, was really embracing failure and challenges for opportunities to grow. Because the only way to really improve, whether it's in performance or nutrition, is to try new things. And the truth is, failure is one of the only things in life that is virtually guaranteed, no matter what you do. The highest achievers are those who not 
it's not those who it never fail, right? But they are those who try, fail again, and learn new things. You see, ultimately, nutrition is one of those things that may require a process and some kind of trial and error. Each one of us is so unique, genetically, biomechanically, psychologically, and spiritually. You'll hear me say a thousand times that what works for one person might not work for another. And sometimes the only way to really find out what works for your body is to try new things. And when we try new things, they may not work. That's why in order to really elevate our health and performance, we need to explore, try, perhaps fail, try again, and be open to new ideas. And for that, a growth mindset is key. Now, let's get back to the concept of behavior change. Where can you start if you want to facilitate some kind of behavior change in your life? I'm going to break it down into some bite-sized steps. Step one, first, determine what you want to achieve and why. Knowing your why will be your guiding light throughout the whole process of pursuing your goals. Next, ask yourself, who do you need to be in order to reach these goals? James Clear, the author of the book Atomic Habits, often writes about identity-based habits. A lot of people start out focusing on their outcome. However, a better way to create habits that last is to start with who we wish to become in order to reach the said outcome. That is how we build identity-based habits. Does it sound familiar? We were talking about it at the beginning of the episode. For example, if a person identifies with the identity of not being an active person, having a fit and active healthy lifestyle is just not going to align with that identity. Conversely, if a person views herself as being an active person, she is much more likely to do the things that an active person does. For example, going to the gym. According to James Clear, changing beliefs involves deciding who you want to be and then proving it to yourself with small wins. And yes, go ahead and celebrate those wins because the small wins is what adds up to the big wins. Step three, persevere and stay consistent. Consistent action done imperfectly beats perfect action done sporadically each time. And lastly, Adapt and adjust when necessary. Review your habits and the impact on your life regularly. Ask yourself, is this useful? If, if you feel that a specific habit is not pulling you forward in the way you originally thought it would, be willing to adapt it. Flexibility is key. And sometimes our game plan will change as we grow, gain perspective and gain more information. You know, at the end of the day, the steps we need to take to reach our goals are often a lot smaller than we think, but it requires us to see ourselves and see the world in a way that propels us forward instead of holding us back. So I ask you, what kind of limiting beliefs do you have about yourself, about the world, about others, that prevents you from making the changes that you know you need to make in order to improve your health, performance, and quality of life? What kind of knowledge gaps might you have that prevents you from making the changes in your nutrition to improve your health, performance, and quality of life? 
And how can you fill these gaps in a way that is science-based with trusted information and applicable to you as an individual? Write these questions down, think about them, journal about them, talk about them to someone. But in order for you to really make the behavior change and have the outcomes that you're looking for, these questions are so, so important to be answered. You can have the behavior change and the outcomes that you want. It's going to take a lot of groundwork. It's going to take a lot of effort, but that's what life's about. Chasing a goal and enjoying the process while we're at it. If you don't find joy in the journey and you don't know what your why is behind what you are doing, it's going to be a very, very long and tedious road ahead. But if you know why you are doing what you're doing and you're finding joy in the daily steps it takes to go to where you want to go, this is going to be one of the most fulfilling journeys that you're ever going to be on. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Health Elevation Nutrition Podcast. As always, you can find Health Elevation Nutrition on www.healthelevationnutrition.com. You can also find us on social media with all the links in the show notes. Until next time, keep elevating. Welcome to the Health Elevation Nutrition Podcast, a podcast where we talk about how to elevate your health and performance through science-based nutrition. I'm Hanley Itzebeth, registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, and I'm here to help you demystify nutrition so that you can elevate your health and your performance.